0: Welcome to Talking In Stations, a podcast about EVE Online. I'm your host, Matt. Well, there are other hosts too, right, Carneros?
1: Good morning. Yeah.
0: How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you. It's good to be here.
0: And Artemis, how's it
2: going? Howdy, howdy. I'm doing very well. Thank you.
0: All right. The three of us are going to take you through the last week of EVE Online. And we have some really cool guests to try to give us insight first-person insight into what's going on out there. Uh, Today, we're gonna talk a little bit about eVegas and some of the stuff that's coming out. And we're also going to talk about all the action that happened uh, while eVegas was going on. And it's interesting, a lot happens when eVegas is going on both at the convention and outside of the convention. Uh, So we will be talking with um, Haiwantu from Snuff who recently departed or parted ways from the Imperium. And we'll be talking to Jeronica, who uh, was involved with the HiSec, um, I guess the first Keep Star going into HiSec. Uh, so, first, let's say hi to, oh, and we are also talk to a uh, hero of Vegas, uh, Commander A's. So, in reverse order, how are you doing, Commander A's?
3: Very good, very
0: good. Happy to be here. And Jeronica? Howdy. How are you guys doing? And uh, snuff. This is just a sound test, so people know what your voice sounds like. So that when you're talking, they know, like, oh, that's that person. So how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing. <that. laughs> Couldn't be more awkward. <laughs> Not you, but that intro. So, uh, so we've talked a few times, right? Because you ran for CSM one time, right? I wanted to. You, you, did you run for CSM? Hello?
2: Yeah. Duh, duh. It sounds like we're having connection issues.
0: Oh, hi uh, want to. Are you still there? We'll work on getting him back. All right. But that's the show today. So let's start. Uh, we're going to begin with. What should we begin with, guys?
2: How about E-Vegas? I want to hear how Commander A's saved E-Vegas. What happened, um, A's?
3: OK, so... Um... Initially, I was told that uh, registration was open early, so I made my way up there and found you know, no line and uh, uh, randomly started talking with uh, a couple of the volunteers and uh, happened to find out that CCP had pretty much everything that Streamfleet needed, everything that they needed for Project Nova, for all of the presentations, for pretty much every piece of technical equipment that would have made... Streaming the entire event possible was stuck in customs in LA. So, uh, being who I am uh, and working with the agency that I do, um, I deal with a lot of interagency issues and know a bunch of people throughout Homeland Security. So, you know, I talked to a couple of the CCP devs, go, you know, okay, I just need some basic information about it. Call up my guy in LA and hey, uh, this company really needs this stuff. I don't know if anybody's told you guys that this is urgent, uh, but it's something that really needs to get out. Like, They're, they're not going to be able to host this event effectively without it. Uh, so, you know, they, they took it from there. It took a couple hours to finish uh, all of the required processing and everything, but uh, um, it made it out in time for uh, a lot of volunteers to make it possible through the middle of the night to set up all of the equipment in time for the event uh funny thing is i thought it was like one or two boxes of stuff because like they were like oh it's just like the the wristbands and stuff like that that are missing because i've never been to an bean. so you know this was a, an epic amount of equipment like i realized how large the ask was uh, the day after when I walked in and saw all the stuff there, it was truly a huge amount of stuff, but, uh, uh, and it made it there just, to, just in the nick of time too. So, yeah.
0: Well, pays to have connections.
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, why, Thank you very much. Why, were
0: you, why were you able to do that? How do you have these connections? Are you, uh, from, a uh, so
3: family? I, I work as a, as kind of an interagency liaison, um, in a lot of ways, as one of my many kind of functions uh, while working with FEMA. Um, So ironically, I actually knew the individual from last year when I was supposed to go to Eve Vegas, um, (laughs) but couldn't due to the, uh, due to the (laughs) hurricane something. Yeah. Due to the hurricane. Sorry. I saw my dog up a camera. Uh, (laughs) You know, uh, I I got deployed for Harvey uh, and then subsequently Irma and Maria. Um, to Those deal with surge capacity force, yeah, so, Yeah. Um, so at surge capacity force, we borrow other agency staff from around DHS. And actually last year we expanded that program from the rest of the federal government. Uh, so I happened to know a bunch of these people because they worked with me down in Texas last year when I should have been in Vegas then so it was, you know, it was kind of a funny phone call because, you know, I brought up that, hey, you know, it'd be really nice if you didn't ruin my vacation two years in a row. Uh, so they, they got a good kick out of that. And uh, uh, it seemed to work. So I was pretty happy about that.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Well, it's good to have friends in, in high places. So what would have happened if you didn't intervene?
3: so okay ccp was looking at like plan b plan c plan z like it was they had everything from let's take the company card and go buy all the equipment at a best buy to there's a guy locally but he wants like 15 grand for it all and he came back like an hour an hour or two later after saying that and is like yeah, I need it in cash. Oh, great! You know, so they were like, yeah, "Yeah, okay, that's not a path we're going down." No scam there. Yeah. So there's, uh, they they basically were going all sorts of different directions. Uh, there was a couple of cameras that they might have been able to use for streaming, at least the the main events, but uh, uh, there would it would have been dramatically less. They wouldn't have had the ability to uh, promo. Um, any of the new um any of the new games like nova or um the new software for the camera uh, for the in-game camera so there's a lot of stuff that uh i'm really happy that was able to make it through because i i know i had a ton of fun playing uh, a lot of the new stuff that's coming out like especially nova i'm really looking forward to that
0: what we should talk about some of the stuff that came out or was announced. Um, we'll do this really quickly because there's a lot of information on it. Uh, we want to get to the news stuff um, that's going on that players are creating quickly. <clears throat> Let's run through these. Uh, Crimson, Crimson Harvest is going on right now. Uh, that event was, I guess, it started off broken, right? Yeah. It depends yeah. on your
2: definition of broken.
0: <laughs> Very could have profitable. been just generous, right? What happened there?
2: Artemis? So, um, as we understand it, the loot table was broken. And so, people were running through these sites, and what was supposed to drop very rarely, which is dark blood faction modules, so like enams, newts, Nosses, things like that, armor modules, as well as a bunch of agency drugs, were dropping a bunch of them in every single site. So, like in my corp, I had a dude running around 15 minutes, got something like 200 drugs just from doing these sites and it was also dropping tons of faction modules so people made billions of isk in the couple of hours that it took ccp to realize there was a problem and then hotfix it but it was nice because they were able to hotfix it without restarting the servers as i understand it so that was pretty cool that's slick they
1: couldn't have done that years ago
0: wild there's also uh they talked about how abyssal space technology the stuff they use to create the abyssal space and the effects and all that kind of stuff is going to be making its way to known space which is where everybody else right and uh, one of the uh, things that struck me as they were talking about it was the in atmosphere flying which was something that you could only imagine except there was one video in 2008 from the hmm, what was the expansion after imperium age Quantum, quantum... Quantum Rise. Thank you. Quantum Rise expansion. And in there, they talk about financial news, and then they go to this planet being attacked by a ship. It was totally like CGI or whatever, but it was, it was the only time you ever saw Eve ships flying in atmosphere. So then, many years later, a decade later, they're talking about the possibility of doing that, and it was like no applause. It was just people just kind of... <laughs> I guess it wasn't enough there yet, but I, I was inside. I was going like, they did it. Oh my God, they did it. So, well. And that's supposed to be
2: coming with the December release. So it'll be like a, a snowy Hoth planet. That's
0: yeah, just wild. Uh, guys, a bunch of other stuff. What else uh, happened in Vegas? There's some footage of it. Um, well, there was the, I'll just, I'll just quickly go over this, the continuum of war part two, which was more like the continuum of coughing because, uh, as, as it turned out, when I started talking, I had planned for everything. I had cough drops in my bag, but I didn't bring my bag up to the podium. Um, apparently, when I started coughing, the doors were open and a bunch of smoke came in. Uh, and that smoke, uh, Dude, I, this is what I was told. I didn't see. It's Vegas. There's going to be yeah. smoke. <laughs> uh, and so anyway, that, that uh, tripped me up for the first few. Uh, but once I got going, it was, uh, it was a really fast... Just chronological jam of all the stuff that's happened over the last two and a half years. Uh, so check that out. It's on YouTube now. Uh, we'll have a link in the show notes. No and... offense to
2: no offense to your presentation, Matterall. But I do have to say, my favorite one from the C Vegas, like player presentation wise, was Dunk Dinkles' "How to Lead While Not Being the CEO." I think that was a fantastic presentation that honestly everyone should watch. No offense.
0: No, no offense taken. I, I, I'm I'm offended that you said no offense because that was a good. <laughs> oh, you know. That was really good. I enjoyed that one too. Oh, well, there's a guy that did uh, something on multi-boxing, and he was just like perfect. His presentation was, you know, flawless. Except had a lot of writing on it, but it was uh, my personal favorite was, uh, of course, not my own. It was Wilhelm Tuckturus, uh, who is the ancient gaming. Um, ancient gaming new blog yeah and he is uh he really spoke to a lot of stuff i believe too uh, and then there was um eve stream uh those guys were fantastic they were doing uh all this production work behind the scenes and it was just uh, amazing they were literally a, a force multiplier down there uh, and they actually had a presentation too with a nice video that they showed at the wrap-up uh, about streamers which are kind of funny and touching and all that Uh, great uh, great people all around this year i decided i was going to do a lot more sitting in and watching presentations and 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 dirk mcgurk was doing the opposite he he found his spot in the poolside cabana and was just gone like the entire time except the parties but he had a good time too
1: and everyone knew where he was he was plugged in and telling people.
0: yeah yeah he was involved but not physically at the spot (laughs) um but it was cool. I think that this Vegas was, uh, it, it's always what you make of it. And so this was pretty interesting. The Im- Imperium people stayed at a different hotel. A lot of them did, and there was like 200 of them, I think, right? They were 200 at this dinner I didn't go to it, but there was, uh, so huge presence from them. But even they were saying like, yeah, this divided stuff doesn't really work for us. We're going to, it's too difficult. So we're going to, uh, definitely be in the hotel that CCP picks as long as it's not a bad hotel.
3: Yeah, it was, it was a little bit of a hike. Uh, most of us were down at the Cosmo. Um, it's about uh, a half mile hike uh, there and, and back if you forgot anything. So, you know, a few of us did that a few, multiple times a day.
0: Yeah, it was kind of like uh, we'll have our fan fest when they have their fan fest and then they can kind of go in between, but that didn't really work out. It's something like that. I mean, the, when you have that many people, you literally, uh, you know, and the accommodations are crap. You you have to decide what you're going to do. So, uh, okay, other stuff real quick. Um, Project Nova was announced. There's going to be a beta. The people in Vegas are going to have are going to be able to get into that beta. Other people have to apply, uh, and it looks pretty cool. First person shooter type thing. It looks like uh, is it uh, Destiny? Yeah, it kind of looks like Destiny. And guys, the
1: guys that work on that are all super excited about it and can't wait for us to try.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, uh, feel free, Carneros uh, uh, and Artemis, to jump in if you want to. Um, I'll just rattle through these. Big news: War Deck changes. I believe there's uh, some changes that are going to happen in in a month, and uh, and then there'll be bigger changes, more or less, a permanent solution in the spring, possibly.
3: Yeah. So the uh, um, the ones that are coming in a month uh, for those for those of us that follow this really closely i've been i've been part of the conversation for wardex for like four years at this point uh as a high-tech resident for a very very long time um (laughs) wars have been just strangling new corporations because you get to a certain size you get war decked and just player retention just dropped like you couldn't you couldn't form up to any meaningful size before dying off so the new change basically says if you want to have a structure you're war deckable. until you place a structure in your corporation or alliance you no longer are able to be war. so you can grow as big as you want as long as you don't have a structure which means the groups that are there some quick advice at least in the meantime take all of your structures put them in a shell corp that is not in the alliance that you're in and now you can't be wardeck. <laughs> so, continue to grow and and try and realize people's dreams in high sec, and you know, hopefully you guys will will make it to other areas of space, whether it be null or low or wormholes, if there are things still. I don't know. I haven't been in one in a while.
0: I was going to ask. Uh, I want to to comment on that, uh, but he actually had to bail out due to bad internet connection. So we're sorry about that. We'll impersonate him as we get later into the show um yeah we were he he wasn't able to recover his discord apparently that program doesn't work for him very well um okay some of the others so that's the the war deck changes are something that it was on everybody's mind as uh, commander ace was saying and so they've got some rapid solution The thing that i think and we'll open this up because we we covered war decks but we kind of we didn't really press hard on the people who were supporting war decks uh, or according to some fans, but I do, I do want to revisit that for a second. W- war decks. Um, what, what strikes me, sorry, I'm stalling on this, but I just, I actually don't really know how to say this, but people have been complaining about this for a long time. CCP admits that CCP does a study and says, oh yeah, war decks are really bad. People leave the game when it's on. And when it, when the war deck is over, they don't come back. And the numbers were astounding right like we didn't even the audience didn't even see the the most dire numbers we just saw some of the numbers so i have to ask like when they saw that was there a big aha moment like shouldn't somebody pay for that i'm not i'm not looking for blood but i'm just thinking holy crap how could it be so bad and you guys not know it
3: uh you want you want to see a group that's in more denial talk to the war deck like the war deck project as a whole like they They don't seem to be able to wrap their heads around the idea that what they've been doing has been pushing people from the game. You know they they're firmly of this opinion that you know of you know fifty man uh, industrial Corp can totally take on you know pirate. you know they're you know t one cruisers versus you know t three with Logi and Falcons and you name it. like it's
0: i'm I'm sure there are other considerations. Yeah. But- well, like For it to be that bad, for them to say this is horrible and not not have known it, it just seems like somebody wasn't you, watching. You the can't thing.
1: expect well, people to be logical, honestly. <laughs> I have the same kind of denials going on in my head when a fresh batch of cookies comes out of the oven. It's like
2: that's human nature. <laughs> what? Um, oh, it? There's, yeah. I was going to say there's also the fact that this new like data-driven thing that they're doing... It's relatively new. Like it, Previously, it was a well-known fact that CCP doesn't have any better tools than the player base does. But now they're beginning to leverage all of the information, all of the data that they have from their servers, from their logs, from whatever, and they're using it. Like We saw all throughout every single presentation at Vegas, a bunch of fantastic graphs, new information, very well-presented data, that we have not seen before and i'm personally that's what i'm most excited about coming out of vegas there were tons of new changes tons of new announcements but the way ccp was beginning to leverage the data that they have as opposed to just working on what a select few numbers of players can get into their ears or
3: what they happen to know from their limited gameplay that's what i'm most excited about yeah there's a um wildly understated update that they've made that made it possible for them to get a lot of this data when it comes to player retention as a whole because a lot of times people will say oh well they're just you know stopping playing or or something like that uh and they're just playing on their nulls and not so much ccp has the ability now via the launcher because you know you can go into the launcher and set up you know all of your accounts to log in and it can tell if you were one person. So all of these accounts are now assigned one ID so they can tell, okay, all of these are one person. If all of them stop playing, there's a problem. Mm
0: -hmm. So I think before they could, uh, I think there was uh, uh, somebody that was popular in the community. Her name was Mint Chip, and uh, she later joined CCP as a dev for a different game, and there was like a thread knot of like, how could you do this? She said she didn't like the game, and it went on for like hundreds and hundreds of posts, over 200 posts. Uh, it, was, it was all uh, 11 guys. <laughs> That's all it was. 11 guys can generate a lot of noise using alt, alt characters. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, the okay, so Artemis, taking your point, and I'm glad you mentioned it, they have new tools, uh, so they could dig up all this information. So it wasn't like they were just not doing it. It's, they've, they've improved their ability to, to look at things. That fair characterization. Yeah,
2: I think that's a, a very fair characterization. And there's also like it was mentioned in the CSM minutes when they did get this data out, um, they were basically they realized okay we need to make a change, but they were waiting to get information on like the the business design goals of Wordex the feature before they decided what sort of rework they wanted to make into, and there was concern that that was going to just delay changes way longer than it needed to happen, so I think everyone is really glad that they're doing this sort of interim hotfix patch type thing with the December release, and we don't have to wait for a full
3: rework to start to see some changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently it's it was shocking. was People are not thrilled about the changes. But
0: By the way, I'm confused. What are the changes that are going to hit right away in uh, this next
3: patch? Uh, it's the structure. You have to have a structure to be Wardeck. Does it have to be in highec uh, anywhere for now?
0: So any Sav holding alliance that has structures will still be able to be war decked Yeah, just yeah like,
3: they, they just could shellcorp all all their stuff.
1: What was that, Carnaros? Just put a keep star in Delve and then you can do run around high sec and cause havoc. No one's going to come out there and so true. <laughs> they won't even find it. there's so many keep stars on Delve now. just kidding.
0: well because there was some talk that if you had said that if you own uh, if you own a structure in high sec you can be ward decked if you do not own a structure in high sec like a lot of null alliances don't normally own uh structures in high sec then you're immune and so that would immunize supply lines to alliances
3: it would be nice if they made changes like that because you know a lot of these groups are still gonna just war deck the large entities just so that they can catch the stragglers coming through the trade lanes
0: well um, catch the freighters catch the yeah, yeah. but it, well, the problem they say with that is that there's a lot of players that you know will join a big alliance and you know they'll be gathering their stuff to go and play and they get caught on the way yep. uh, and it's and it's discouraging to people who are making transitions
1: also, I'll, I'll point out that if you if you run a null sec alliance, you have no way of knowing if you have structures in high sec. There is there's, there's no. It's really hard. I have no idea where my people have stuck structures outside of like the core areas where we go all the time.
0: Could be sad to know where right? my
3: corp has structures at this point.
4: <laughs> scenario: I want to run. I want to run by you guys. Um, you know how you can transfer structures to people, right? Mm-hmm. Say you have, you just anchor an Asbel, not Asbel, a retiree, something something. transfer it to the corporation in the alliance, and now you can work deal. I'm wondering... Such if a PL something thought. You yeah, cannot. that's...
2: <laughs> Such something a PL that, thought. That's something yeah. CCP brought up specifically in their announcement of this proposed change. They said, hey, listen, we know this is an issue. We're going to try and fix it. But it's something we know and we're going to try and solve. So there's no real solution yet? Just yeah, to... They have not announced the solution, though.
4: Well, it turns the uh, war deck into a $500 million war deck. So I guess it uh, kind of balances
3: out that way. Um, yeah, it ups the price and you kind of play hot potato with the uh, structures.
1: Well, you can, if you get war deck, you can't flip it out? Is that... No, anything? you can't.
3: You have to wait yeah, for the war deck to expire. I suppose if you but catch you... it in that first minute, you might be able to get rid of it quick. And
1: awesome. you, can't, um,
3: you can't self-destruct it uh, nope. or something
1: either. You're stuck with it for at least a week. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you can start unanchoring it. That even would also take a week. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: Well, but 500 million-esque, you can
2: find that in your sofa if you look. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well. You have to remember the alliances that are doing the tons of Vortex every day, I believe the number that I was told was it costs something like 20 billion, right? Because at a minimum, it's 50 mil to declare war. And so if you're declaring hundreds of war decks every month, that adds up pretty quick. So instead of now 50 million, it's 500 million. You've just multiplied the price it costs them by 10 times. So I think you will definitely see a downtick, even if they decide to start anchoring right to to uh, war deck people.
1: Noisy Gamer is saying in chat that you can just not auto-accept Citadel trades. That's not is that built into the game, or is he proposed? It's not possible right now. You can transfer it to anyone you want. I don't remember seeing anything in the interface about that, yeah.
2: So, Jeronica, I'm interested in your perspective on this, because the work that you do with Mogul, not only do you have sort of the markets in Amar and Jida, or pardon me, Amar and Odixi, but you also have structures that provide like refining, moon mining stuff, manufacturing facilities, do you expect that you're gonna see an uptick in people using your structures so that they don't have to build them themselves and be vulnerable to Wardax?
4: You know, I thought about that and I think it's gonna be a good move for, uh, for Mogul itself. Um, we already have deals with majority of the Mercs in highsec, so I don't think we'll get targeted at all. Um, yeah, I, I hope that people start using the public structures a bit more.
3: I don't know, those mercenaries are kind of like having a screen door in a submarine.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't blame Pirate for what they did. If (laughs) Tess came in and went up after a structure, they're kind of defending then I wouldn't really... Wait,
2: so what happened? happened Fill people in who don't know.
4: Uh, So, uh, recently Tess came in and started taking over the uh, markets in Perimeter and... I choose you, which was a guy who had most of the structures there, and um, with Horde there is back as well backing him. Um, they had deals with the Mercs and sec too, like Pirate, uh, VMG, which is no longer really VMG, um, and a few other entities, I believe. But uh, basically, I mean, if you're if, if you're the Pirate guys right now, can you see tests coming in? with three or four hundred main battleship fleets. There's nothing you can do with that, so um, and at the same time, Horde already pinged out to everyone saying they're not gonna defend or anything like that. So there there's like no real reason to defend it,
3: in my opinion. You mean you mean these high sec mercenaries have a problem with one side being wildly stronger than the other in a war? Hmm.
4: Yeah, I mean uh I mean what can you do really? If it was a smaller entity, then yeah, they could probably defend it. But uh, I think uh, most people think these high-sec mercs are going to defend 100%. But it's more of just a deterrence to get the mafia back, pretty much. That's, it's extortion.
2: Uh, let's just it, let's call it what yeah. it is. It's extortion. <laughs>
4: That's kind of how I see it. You pay the mercs to not shoot your stuff. It's basically it. You don't really expect them to defend.
0: It's one less worry.
2: Yeah, Should we, can we pivot and talk about what's going on with Horde? Because there's a lot of stuff, not only with the high sec, but also Geminate branch area. We want to pivot to that or is there more to be said here?
0: No, no, we'll pivot. Uh, We'll just say that the uh, Eve Vegas, they released other information about gates and stuff that's coming out. Check that out. You can find that just about anywhere. We won't discuss it here. We'll get on to play. Uh, But yeah, check that stuff out. Eve Vegas, a lot of fun. Hurrah. All right, let's move.
2: So the situation with Horde is um, I guess this goes all the way back to when the deal was signed to end the last big war, so to speak, and Horde gobbins particularly didn't like that they were included, but they had no say in it, so they basically told the Imperium and they told GOTG, Sword Dragon in particular, hey listen, we don't want any part of your deal. And so of course Imperium and GOTG said, fine, whatever, you don't want the protection, we'll write you out of it. They did so. And so now the Imperium has begun sort of shifting over their dudes, people who want to find content, hunt Rorcs, shoot at new beans, because frankly, Horde is fun to fight. Uh, so they've been all shifting over towards Geminate. Right around the same time, Test comes in says, okay, we're going to take over this high sec perimeter operation that you've got. And also, because Horde was so unhappy with the way Sortdrak and GOTG handled the war situation, they said, we're going to shoot GOTG. So they sort of, any standings that were there, they were gone. They started shooting stuff in Branch. And if I recall correctly, there was even like internal pings going around within Horde saying, listen, stop your care bearing. We really need to focus on the invasion of Branch. And since then, NC has sided with Sword Dragon and GOTG. So they cut standings with Horde. BL, Black Legion, has sort of joined forces with Horde, and so there's a meme going around on Reddit calling them Pandemic Legion, because Pandemic Horde plus Black Legion. But if you see that, it's not actually Pandemic Legion. And now we're just seeing what seems to be all of NullSec, and even Snuff, who is now reportedly a Losec entity, just diving on Horde and kicking them down.
1: I'm not... I, the only part of that that I didn't think was perfect was the dot part which is ironic because we got Madderall here who could, to some degree, speak to that.
0: Did, you know what's ironic? I, That's the one group I never talk about. I know. <laughs>
1: but I, I can. Um, we'll get in trouble.
0: Okay. The,
1: so the did NC DOT just reset Guardians of the Galaxy or the Dead Coalition or just Darkness DOT, or did they reset everyone except Pandemic Legion, their normal reset after a big war? Because usually they reset everyone but PL at the end of a, a wave of activity when everything calms back down to uh, in between. Yeah,
0: yeah. we reset all of um, N3 at one point, right? Then it just kind of run its course. That was a long time ago, bro. Uh,
1: well, what, what did we do that this week? Okay. <laughs> what did we do on Friday and Saturday?
0: Uh, well, listen, I'm on the outside of it. Um, And I I can only speak from the outside of it, but um, someone leaked to me from Imperium that uh, NC was going to reset uh, GOTG specifically. And that was an interesting move because from the stuff that I'd witnessed at E-Vegas, it looked like Horde was going to be attacked on three fronts, right? You're going to have GOTG defending themselves and attacking probably, and NC supporting them, not necessarily taking an offensive approach, but just kind of supporting them, picking that side. Um, that was the initial thing that happened before U Vegas. Then it was pretty clear that SIGs were going to be traveling up and attacking Horde in Geminate from the south. Like that was just going to happen. We asked Asher Elias on this program, an FC for the Imperium, and he said <laughs> he wouldn't answer. But he's quite comical about it that indicated, hmm, possible. Um and then we were on air uh, the week before Vegas, and that's when we had the live uh, Keepstar sale to Villy, uh and ProGod.
1: Totally and, not planned and scripted, folks.
0: Yeah, well, you, yeah, you could tell. <laughs> you could tell by how excited I got um, but, uh, and how excited they got. But that Keepstar went right into high sec, which was a surprise to me. That I didn't know because that hurts Horde. So that's a third front. So you have three fronts coming at Horde. Now what's happening at Vegas is those guys are backslapping each other and giving hugs and saying, we're going to work this out. And <laughs> it's like, um, it was pretty clear because I got some indications or people were telling me that, uh, you know, like NC and goons were going to pile on Horde, which is unheard of, right? Like that's not something that happens. But in this case, you could see how that would evolve. They wouldn't actively work together. Of course, they wouldn't actively you know, at the highest levels, Vince probably would never work with uh Mitani. That would just never happen. But uh, the underparts, you know, they have the same goal, they're attacking the same person. That could happen. Uh, it happens often. It happened in Fountain War, right? NC and Goons were beaten up on test pretty much. So this kind of stuff is not it's not impossible. Uh, it just hasn't happened in the long, and that looks like the way it was being formed up, uh, after E Vegas. But then just yesterday, uh, someone told me that, uh, NC was actually not going to take GOTG side, or they were going to reconsider that. And sure enough, um, as on INN boat was broadcasting live, the, uh, he was broadcasting sort dragon doing his soda state of the Alliance. And Sort knew he was on. He was even talking to Imperium through it. And they had like 700 people watching, so it was probably good for him too. But in that, in that moment, uh, somebody asked Sort, um, probably based on the meta show before it, because they brought it up that it was going to happen. So somebody asked Sort live, uh, is NC going to reset you? And his answer to that was, they're resetting everybody. They're going to be neutral in this. He doesn't expect to be attacked by them, but they're not, they're not going to be defended by nc either that's the latest on what's going on uh i guess that's why
1: i asked you that was from what sort dragon said and he i think they asked him before the soda if he would if they could broadcast it and everything and he just was like sure why not it's gonna spies are gonna see it anyway that's what i assume was his
0: i don't know that i think it was kind of uh the who's the guy i didn't ask him okay the yeah the black hand guy was in uh chat for metashow i think and he is skyper sniper v or something Uh, i should know who he is i'm sorry i I, i'm blanking on the name hyper viper yeah hyper viper and hyper viper i think has has spies everywhere and so he probably said like hey they're about to talk i'll i'll project it to you and then you could tell by boat's giddiness that they were getting one over on sort and they They probably pushed it out. I don't think it was like, hey, sort, can we do this? But I also think that sort didn't object to it because he acknowledged it and basically said it was fine. Uh, So, yeah, that was, you know, and and that's kind of one of the funny things about INN, right? Like you try to be this neutral news agency and stuff like that. And then at any moment it could turn into, you know, let's play this joke on this other people. Everybody was fine about it. Uh, So there's no damage done except except i think the value of like you know as inn a, a, a neutral straight shooter and those are really hard calls because you want to entertain people and inform them and that was a great opportunity to do it but then if you think about it on the meta level you're using like a news organization to play a prank on you know an enemy but that's really way 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 deep into meta so we'll come back but okay so jeronica you're um for people that don't know, you're a financier. You've done. Can you tell us some of the stuff that you've done in the last year? That's, I think, really interesting. Like uh, setting up the moon mining for people and stuff. like that?
4: Yeah. Well, that failed pretty miserably. But uh,
0: <laughs> that's what I call them experiments.
4: Yeah. Um, my organization, Eve Mogul, uh, we're kind of trying to rebrand to Mogul Financial. Uh, we try to offer things for people in game and out of game as well. Um, it started out. 2014 as a market trading analytic website. Um, and we've been doing that ever since. But uh, whenever structures came out, we started uh, supplying and anchoring and expanding structures to uh, to offer services to people. We are one of the first um, market hubs in the forge to go up. And I think right now we are the oldest in that region. Um, it's kind of cool. <laughs> I think we're the last one standing there. Right
0: <laughs> yeah, <yet>. exactly. <laughs> last one alive.
4: Um, yeah. Uh, then we did ECs, engineering complexes. We offer Sotios in many places. Um, we're in Ashab and Botain next to Amar and the Dixie. Um, and we're in New Caldera as well, which is right next to JETA um so oh you wanted to know about the moon mining well i thought that maybe we could make moon mining in high sec a thing make it self-sustaining but it uh, ended up being a pretty big loss um how, i how mean that, you
0: do that? what was that what were you doing
4: uh i anchored 60 athenors in high sec and two system with the idea that there would be a new fracture every day um came out to be an overhead of like 10 to 15 bill a month. Um, plus like a 60 bill investment. Um, we only got maybe one bill out of it in taxes in ref- the fr- refineries we set up. Um, one so, yeah, bill per month. Pretty big loss. Um, yeah. So we unanchored those, sold them off and we didn't come out too far behind because we built them very cheap. We bought the materials before the bin spiked and all that. So, uh, we actually made a profit off the Athenors, but uh, everything else kind of balanced so, it out.
0: So you ended up okay, but the idea that you could put down infrastructure for public use, uh, that, that didn't work out very well Income Stream.
4: Uh, it does in other aspects. Industry is kind of not there because of the formula CCB has. Um, but right now, mo- the majority of our income comes from uh, broker fees.
0: I thought that was really cool because that's, uh, that's a whole another world of interesting gameplay where you create public services for people, uh, without any alliances, without any corporations or loyalties, you just create public services.
4: Yeah. Well, I've been playing this game for over decades. So I kind of have the political connections that way too. Like most people don't really bother me. They know what I do and kind of leave me alone for the most part. Um, I just want to respond to someone in chat, a diligent diamond, we actually had all the miners signed up. Everyone was ready. But uh, the thing is, they made it so ABC ores were in high sec too. So the majority of the moon ore that was mined was like arcanor and ore and it was compressed and shipped to Jesus. We basically got zero of the refining. Everything was shipped out.
0: That's, that's the thing. They didn't refine on your stations. They just took it away, right?
4: Yeah, they just compressed it and took it away. So well killed. we kinda planned this out like before the seed was like announced. So we thought it was all gonna be just moon minerals and stuff. Like they can't move it anywhere. They gotta refine it in system, but um, that wasn't the case.
0: So they came in, they mined the ore, and then they just took off with the ore. They didn't refine it to pay the taxes that you needed to keep the thing supplied. Yeah. So they kind of, you know, just like PvPers, like they overfish other players and drive them out of the area, and then they're like, "Hey, we're bored. Nobody's here to fight us." <laughs> this is the same thing. You have miners that overmined the place and didn't pay the taxes uh, and killed their their opportunity.
4: Yeah, yeah, we were kind of hoping that the minerals would make it to the Satia, which was two jumps away. Um, but that didn't happen either. So, I mean, it was a it was worth the effort and. And now everyone knows that it's not worthwhile, at least in high sec.
0: Well, maybe some things will change. But anyway, you do financial stuff like that, which is pretty cool. Plus, you probably have a fund where you have investors. And Do you still have that, or is that a thing still?
4: Yeah, we, uh, it's an IPO, and we have shareholders and all that. Um, we have an exchange as well. People can buy and sell their shares. But, uh, but yeah, it, uh, it helped us expand quite a bit pretty quickly. And now and we that- have the... Uh, now you have what? A good buffer of liquid disk in case we need it to. So.
0: And now as um, one of the last men standing, pretty much, I choose you got knocked out of the game. Were they a competitor?
4: Yeah, we were, I guess, friendly competitors. Um, previous oh, right.
0: to Not this. Not knocked out of the game, I should just say. He was knocked out of the area, knocked out of the Yeah, out
4: area. of the, at least the market structure uh, circle anyway. Um, but yeah, we were much friendly competitors. We kind of shared the Forge. Um, we both made deals with Horde. I think he was a bit more close with, with Gobbins and all that. Um, um, but yeah, we have a Shab and Botain and he kind of owned uh, Heck and Wrens. But I guess that's going to change here in a bit, because uh, his stuff there isn't reinforced, I believe, as well.
0: Oh. why would they, I, Who's reinforcing him?
4: Um, testers. I, I think uh, test Pro God Legend kind of said that uh, he kind of wanted to go after him everywhere. I think so.
0: Oh, because Billy came out. We had a special program as you just saw. Uh, it was on screen just a minute ago. You can find it at talkingstations.com, where we interviewed the guy from I Choose You, who is basically another financier, uh, and he was uh, dominant. He was dominant in the Jita area, which is the biggest market. Uh, well, he gets attacked, and his structures get destroyed, so his ability to raise revenue there is destroyed. And we asked Vili, who was leader of Test, along with ProGod Legend, why would you do that? And they said, We're going after Horde. Horde's our enemy. So it was very specific. They were going after Horde. But when they were doing this, they were trying to reach a deal where I choose you would actually just say, OK, I'm not paying Horde the uh, protection money. I'll pay Testix the uh, protection money. And that, duel, that deal totally fell through and progon and billy both decided they didn't like this guy so now they're extending the damage to other areas other trade hubs where he uh does business and now it's not just about horde but it's about horde and i choose you yeah, that's pretty accurate i think oh i hope so because i just kind of winged that one
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's how this show works <laughs> it's all winging it um well, cool. Now, one last question about this kind of thing for me is: How do you survive in this world? You're not an alliance. How do you not die from other people's wills?
4: Um, I mean, we have a we're pretty friendly people, more or less, and uh, we have, I guess, a better ability to kind of talk to people. Um, I mean, we have, or have friends in multiple places that would be able to connect me with the right people to work out a deal. Um, which is kind of what happened here. My uh, guest head of security, John Self was kind of the guy who uh, handled all this. I was traveling during the whole thing. Um, so he kind of reached out to Billy and started the conversation going. Whereas I believe I choose you talked with him and he, uh, Kind of had a different approach with his conversation with Billy. Um, I think what really helped is that we're not really backed by anyone, and Billy and Tess were really going after Port in the North. And I mean, there's people who say that we're directly lean foot the North, but uh, I mean, a very little amount of the risk that we make goes up there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we did have that deal with gobbins which I won't disclose any of it, but. Uh, the guys at Tess are aware of it um yeah we kind of reached a similar deal with Tess and they like what we're doing and that yeah i guess that's pretty much it they it, it kind of we we uh, kind of explain what we do who we are who backs us who invests with us and uh they're like oh wow these guys aren't really actually just a a front for pandemic legion or court or anything like that
0: which is something you may have had the reputation of earlier yeah
4: yeah and um I think a lot of it has to do with our which is actually in a pl alliance um but we're basically just renting that space for them from them um and like i said we have deals with people right now
0: so so you did reach a deal with Test. yes and yeah I'm leaving you alone basically uh here here's my question was part of that deal like wipe out my competition real talk no, no. Oh, did, you, did you engineer the destruction of your competition?
4: No, I thought about maybe it would be cool if I uh, kind of did something like that. But um, that's just not who you we are. We're not very vindictive and all that. It's
0: um, not
1: your I'm guilty face?
4: <laughs> no. No, I didn't do anything about it.
0: Too bad, because that it, would be very just, Eve, wouldn't it?
4: Yeah, well, we, I honestly kind of wrote the CTO off when I first heard about the test about tests coming in. I'm like, oh man, I don't really want to try to push a deal through because I went through this before when Gobbins came in. And it, it's a pain and a lot of stress and um, a lot of sleep loss and all that.
1: But, uh, Are you saying it's easier to negotiate with Billy than Goblin?
0: Um, really
4: <laughs> it's fun to watch him squirm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was. I think we're on the same page on more things. Um, I choose you specifically, wanted to do a lot of extorting and stuff and kind of do things. But we've always, mobile itself has been for the people pretty much. And from my discussions with Billy, he's kind of doing the same. Um, he just wants to have something up and help uh, keep things stable. And if the horde, if Ford doesn't get to S2, that probably is beneficial to him, but I, I don't really care about, about the markets, getting all the market fees and all that. Um, my main focus is industry.
0: Oh, that's interesting. So you didn't live or die by financing, you were building stuff. So you're a little more insulated than, uh, I choose you probably was.
4: Yeah, I guess, um, Diversified. More neutral, I guess. Um, ironically, or ironically. Yeah.
1: Who knew that, that that choice of focus was going to be useful at this point in the future?
3: Yeah,
0: it's,
4: uh, it worked out in the end, so... Uh,
0: well, very interesting stuff. Uh, I love it when we can talk about stuff that's not just uh, basically wars and pilots and uh, battles and stuff like that. This is neat, neat, neat stuff. It reminds you there's a multi dimensional game um, but let's get back to some other stuff that's happening in. Wow, where should we go? Like, we can talk about Snuff uh, leaves the Imperium last. Uh, but let's. Can we skip over to what happened in Cobalt Edge? This yeah. Is just super interesting.
2: So, the most people found out about this story because yesterday, four keep Stars just showed up on the killboard. Out in Cobalt Edge, and they all belong to the same alliance called uh, Mackinac Empires. And a bit of backstory for a long time now, Mackinac Empires has been renting out in Cobalt Edge when they have been renting out there. And of course, Hard Knox recently took over Cobalt Edge when the DRF fell, at least fell in the north. And so they've been renting from Hard Knox. And the allegation from Hard Knox was that the leader of Mackinac Empires, and let me get his name straight here. So their allegation was that Gil Deviver was going to hand space and cobalt edge from Mackinac Empires over to CO2 when CO2 got kicked out of fade, or rather left fade. And so because of that, they saw this as Mackinac Empire's backstabbing, rising up, something of that nature against who they're renting from, hard knocks and reset them all. Said, we're going to burn your space to the ground, we're going to burn your structures to the ground, you're kicked out. And they have done that. So over the past couple of days, pauses are dying, ships are dying, structures are dying, and then four keep stars died as a result. And we, of course, had everybody from the Holy League, if you'll call it that. So we had Hard Knocks, Skill Yourself, Laser Hawks, even No Vacancies was there. Just nuking four keep stars to the ground. We reached out to or I reached out to the Diplos from Mackinac Empires to sort of get their side of the story on this. And from their side, it seems like Hard Knox just them, reset them out of the blue. They did not get back to me in time to respond to the specific allegation about handing space to CO2, but they have said that their stuff is dying. The majority of their corps have left, like because a lot of the corps within Mackinac Empires have just gone on to rent other space from Hard Knocks. So they've joined Hard Knocks Associates and other corps have gone otherwhere. But basically, the Alliance Mackinac Empires is dead, and their structures are just waiting to die. So, that's interesting. Who knew four Keepstars were out in Cobalt Edge, let alone that they could all die in the same day?
0: Yeah, and all belong to the same people. What's weird is that this group was probably there a while, renting from whoever the landlord was, which would have been DRF at one point, and then Holy League kind of came in and swept out. Eventually, it was drf was just too fatigued to continue fighting uh so these uh holy league guys uh took over which be skill U and hard knocks with um volta but i think volta merged into skill U, if i'm not mistaken and and so then they just started paying those guys the fees for uh, harvesting the area uh and then and then they're dead <laughs> it's just like terrible
2: well, the space that Magana Empires has right now in Cobalt Edge, they got from Badfellas Inc., which is, as I understand, a part of the DRF, back in April. Drone control. So they, they may have just moved into this particular section when DRF.
0: Yeah, I see. But anyway, you know, that's not good for business when you're, you're killing your renters. So something should surface to like explain that. Uh, yeah you got to build trust with people that you're not going to turn on them just to get fancy kill mails. And I'm not saying that's what happened, but uh, we just don't know. Uh, Hard Knox isn't interested in talking to media, apparently. At least the guys that we knew there are gone. Uh, the guys that built the first Keepstar and Noobman and the old leadership of uh, Hard Knox are gone. Uh, and the new ones uh, don't want to answer calls. Um, but, you know, interesting. I love that kind of interesting uh, stuff. So it looks like, Uh, thanks to inside a chat here uh, adept uh, for putting a kill mail but it looks like an nc titan just went down to snuff Uh, so maybe that's why i want to had to take off he faked bad communication and and (laughs) had to go jump on something Um, and it looks like nc wasn't able to save it because something was going on And the faxes didn't get to it in time, so it got killed. But uh, NC is much bigger than Snuff. uh, And if if, uh, Titans were scrambled to save uh, this one Titan, I don't think Snuff could have uh, counter um, escalated.
3: Well, Snuff's a ratting Titan, too.
0: Really? What's that,
3: Ace? Yeah, that's a ratting Titan. Boson and uh, quad eight. Uh, 800s?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's, he's probably making money and then he got jumped and mm-hmm. uh, couldn't, couldn't, get on, get, couldn't get to him
3: in time. There was a, uh, a comical event last night that happened in Delve uh, involving a Titan that, uh, for those that don't know, once you activate <laughs> sorry, once you activate your bosun, you can't turn it off. Uh, and another method of running sites is to smart bomb in Macarials. Well, Titan was firing off his, uh, his bows and just started it. And three Macarials come warp in at zero on the site right in between the Titan and the site and all three Macarials and the pods for nine billion esque die. It's quite a, quite a comical event.
1: That particular NC Ragnarok just now does have greased his pirates on its aggro table. So it, it was
0: uh yeah but what i'm hearing uh was that he was trying something so it wasn't necessarily oh yeah he was i mean he was experimenting with something (laughs) so uh maybe true that's what
1: people do Yeah.
0: yeah
1: yeah uh yeah so anyway we sometimes tell our new Uh, titan pilots to go try out their bosun gun and try various things and go hit a pirate uh, hit rats to you know just so you could see what's happening see what the result is or well you know you want to see something
0: here's a a pro tip for anybody wanting to experiment with their titan you want to do that on the test server where it doesn't hurt if you lose (laughs) don't do it well, but I think if you're under the umbrella of a big uh, power, then it's a little safer. Like, I certainly wouldn't do it if you didn't have some kind of backup. But in this case, the backup didn't, got triggered and, and wasn't able to get to him for some reason. So um, maybe it felt a little confident, you know. Well, anyway, one Ragnarok, minus one Ragnarok, there's still a thousand more. All right. I think that's uh, all the stuff that we wanted to cover today. Do you guys have anything? What? We is-
2: haven't talked about
0: stuff yet. Like I'm they sure just left they the are.
1: Imperium.
2: Also, we, before we get
1: All to right. snuff, I thought we, we could say a couple words about yeah. chaos theory.
0: All right, yeah, you're right. Chaos theory, then snuff. Sorry, guys. Go ahead. Can,
1: can Captain McLeod put the slope uh, up on screen? They're they're not. They've lost about three quarters of their alliance in the past month. I think uh, there are rumors that they might be
2: disbanding or falling apart or something. And for those who are not on the know, Chaos Theory is a long standing member of Guardians of the Galaxy, now Dead code. Yeah. There was, um,
1: there was a ping the other day or something, or a, a notification. It might have been from Black Hat. Maybe I shouldn't be seeing that. But it's saying that they're. Uh, they're they, uh, hmm.
2: It's, uh, For the record, you're not leaking anything, Carneros, because it was posted in an article to Imperium News. Okay. You can talk Thank about you. it.
1: <laughs> every now and then i'm like uh wait a second
0: I, I have to say at e-vegas i was talking to a lot of people right and i would talk to them and talk to them and talk to them and i could see when they said something and then they quickly moved on because they had leaked something out that wasn't public yet <laughs> and uh, this is not in the form of bragging but when you kind of watch the game a lot you you can put pieces together and so people uh say something that normally wouldn't mean much but they know that that's a clue to figure something out. Uh, and, I mean, I, and that happened.
1: If you ever see me on camera like this talking and I turn sheet white, it's because Marana <laughs> convoed me. And that that's a bad
0: sign when that happens. The, the head diplomat for the Imperium, huh? Yeah. She's like, like zip it up. Although I, I say you, you always look kind of white. Oh, well, that's
1: true. And I, the, the uh, documents on the screen... Help me with my glow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they color you blue. All right, Carneros Leaker. Leaker, you Leaker.
1: That was Vanguard. Uh, I'm sorry. That was uh, chaos there. And then um, we could go to deck. So they came. They they uh, they came to Imperium Management and said, "Okay, we want to go back to being a uh, an independent, low sec entity who doesn't need them, and uh, something like that." And um, we want a, you know, a, a, an amicable mutual separation, and um, and they came to the bastion and said, "Hey, would you like our rental space in Fountain?" And we'll say, "Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll give you fifty bucks for it." Okay, and then they flipped it to us. It wasn't fifty bucks. That was, legit. and then there was no dollars involved. No dollars involved, <laughs> officer. And then I just uh,
0: confessed RMT. <laughs>
2: I am the last person He's to joking. RMT in he this game. Joking. That's exactly what an RMT would say. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Crap. All right. So then um
1: uh, yeah, they they, you know, withdrew. I wish I'd given my guys a little bit more warning. I had people with nice clones and in, in snuff structures that I didn't hear about till afterwards. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, you're right. But um that's okay. And then uh an hour after the amicable separation, Snuffbox hits a couple Imperium structures in Rakipas and Pindacast.
0: Now, if I'm not mistaken, Rakipas is like a stronghold for the Imperium because that was one of the areas where when they were retreating from the north, they left a lot of stuff and Snuff. That was their home area. Uh, that's the area where they live pretty much so... Uh, well, Rockapas, no,
1: Rockapas has a different cultural meaning for the Imperial. I'll explain oh, okay. what it is. Yeah, okay, yeah. On the migration from the north to the south after we lost the last war, we, um, we had to go through Pinocasto and Rockapas. And that was the deadliest part of the journey. And not uh, snuff, might have been uh, a factor in that. So we lost a lot of um, dingbats uh, and and good players, both, in Rockapaz. People did things and, you know, there was a lot of, can anyone put a Sino up in Rockapaz? I need Rockapaz. And uh, there were a lot of Sinos that died there. Many Bothans and Sinos died. Uh, anyway, we made it past eventually, But it Brockapos became sort of a meme at that point on the way down, and it still gets talked about occasionally. So that's, culturally, it's not about um, a stronghold, it's about, that's where a lot of us died on the- Oh. And then um, you might, if you look at a .land map of Cloud Ring, um, and you may notice immediately that there's an incursion, in the Turn of Mercy uh, constellation. But they did something I don't remember seeing before where snuff snuff went in and under cover of an incursion reinforced um, the Aegis solve structure. Pretty slick. So um, um, me thinks, uh, and I've heard a rumor somewhere that they, they although they intend to live uh, low sec, that they, they might be interested in owning some Sov in Cloud Ring for very hmm. sure. and um that that constellation in um Cloud Ring doesn't belong to the Imperium, it belongs to a a
0: friend called Pen is out. Pen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Does he cannot see uh, Carnarvus's face? It was a big smile after he said that. I'm
1: not smiling. Yeah. I always. Smile. What are you what's about? what's their ticker? What's their ticker? Carneros? W A N G S. You're not going to trick me that way, young man. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, that's all I can think of to say about. Uh, snuffed out i i had to work directly with tau, tau ad as part of it this past week and um super smooth easy to work with you know i have no idea what tricks they have up their sleeve uh
0: we should say for uh, somebody saying that your microphone is coming in and out we're going to get that situation well, fixed re- really soon we're going to be upgrading some equipment around here um but anyway the um we've been talking with uh I want to during the show. Unfortunately, his, his sound doesn't work very well for Discord, so he's not able to say this himself. Uh, he wrote us to tell us, like, from their point of view, what's, what's going on. Um, and do you want to paraphrase that, uh, Artemis?
2: Yeah. So basically, Hiwanto is describing the reason that stuff went through with this uh, separation from the Imperium. And basically, what they say is they're looking for content. Um, the In their eyes, the North is basically done. So the, the North isn't a very good source of content anymore. And there's no real reason to be part of a coalition because any doors that opens to reach large-scale content is gone. So they're looking with less blues to have more stuff to kill. And they're really hoping that they can enjoy some smaller-scale PvP outside of sort of the large coalition on coalition battles and enjoy that content until... CCP makes changes to incentivize the larger scale PvP they were hoping to get by allying with the Imperium. So they want basically more people to shoot.
1: And this is a meaningful nullsec entity giving you an answer with no apparent spin at all. I think that's exactly what they- Yep. Yeah,
0: uh, that's exactly what they want. Is probably your last word that got clipped there. Oh,
1: I think that's yeah. exactly what they feel is what they're what you're <laughs> yeah. seeing.
0: You just said feel because I said your last word was probably want. Uh, but I'm not trolling you, bro. <laughs> okay, I know. Um, yeah, so uh that's big news, right? Because well, it was really big news when Snuff decided to join uh, Imperium, and I think the idea of joining Imperium back then was. um let's let's not get cut out of funding because moon changes were going to make it so that uh smaller mercenary type groups uh in low sec especially we're not going to be able to rely on the income they usually had which was moons um because at the time you could capture a moon and just extract uh money-making material from it with really very little manpower one person assigned to do that you just offered the protection to the moon so it didn't get taken from you that totally changed to a system where you have to actually mine the moon which takes a lot of people that are interested in mining and these little mercenary groups i call them little because they're smaller than the big big thousand person groups uh, they don't have the manpower to mine stuff so they were going to be cut out of that kind of income so for them it was important to find other sources of income and maybe an alliance with the imperium gave them a some area in NullSec to harvest, uh, to PVE, to create uh, income for their alliance. And uh, they used that for a few years. And now, in order to create more fun, which is something that they're now starting to have less of because of the things that were just listed, they decided to kind of make everybody a target so that they can now, uh, you know, keep their guys together by keeping them fighting and, and that sort of thing. It's pretty straightforward. I think the culture did that, too, uh, when they sold uh, the fountain and left it. Uh, This is not uncommon. In fact, most wars in EVE Online really starts out with people just looking to have some fun fighting. And then opportunities start to arise because somebody shows enough weakness that they say, hey, we can really push and break these guys. Let's do it. And sometimes they do it just for fun. And sometimes they do it for actual revenge. And, you know, but really the majority of conflict in EVE Online is is people trying to keep busy destroying things. Uh, uh, Giddy here says that the culture died, though. I don't think the culture died. I think the culture... The lead corporation in the culture went to Pandemic Legion, uh, and they have been. And that that corporation has been super active in, in Pandemic Legion, at least was in a few campaigns.
1: I don't think the culture died. I think they quietly took over PL.
0: Yeah, and, and, well, that's interesting. <laughs> I, wouldn't say, that I don't was, know if that's true. I really that's don't. That's a that's a half joke. It's a three quarters joke. Yeah, they haven't because the people in charge of PL right now are pretty clearly headliner is pretty headliner, clearly the, the, yeah, the leader of uh, Pandemic Legion. Yeah. And that He would have laughed yes. at that joke. Okay. Uh, headliner. Does he, does yeah. he laugh? He does such a serious, he's such a good looking serious guy, right? Like he's, he's very handsome. Yeah. Very, yeah, very charismatic. Um, it was good to see him at the
1: Dre's party at E Vegas.
0: Hey, let's wrap up with a little bit of that. What was going on in Eve Vegas? Uh, some of the, the 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 uh astropolitical stuff that was going on in e vegas anybody catch that
2: i'm confused at your terms what is astro i didn't want to say be?
0: geopolitical cuz that's earth uh i wanted to say astropolitical which is more you know space alliances talking meeting the sneaking around like what what was the, let's give them a uh, the audience a behind the scenes at e vegas uh look if we can.
1: Well, there's a big party going on, and you got you got uh, uh, Perma Band up on stage, putting on a great show with visuals up on and lighting and all that stuff, and then behind it, there's this just outside pool deck area with little alcoves and places where you can get table service and fancy people go there. And you got all these people dressed up and having fun and we're walking around and you're seeing people, you know, and having a beverage with them and, and, uh, uh, hugging people and taking selfies together and all this stuff. I had a nice conversation with Lee Randolph. That was great. Fun. One, one joke at one point, um, I'm trying to take the CEO of the Enclave, uh, uh with me through somewhere, um, and he used to run Whisk at some at one point. And, uh, and I'm ta- taking him through, and he accident- and we cut through a line, and he accidentally bumps someone, random person in the crowd. And I take two more steps, and I go, "Wait a second, do you know who you just bumped? That was Tridget, the CEO of Iron Armada." Come back here. You have to meet him. And there, two of them were like, what? You're that? You're that? You came all the way from Hungary for E-Vegas? Yes, I'm crazy. It was a, was a fun conversation. If you know who these people are, that was quite a coincidence. But that's what Dre's party's like. You run into all kinds of people. I tried to use it a little bit as a cleanup opportunity for my friends who don't come to Eve Vegas very often, who had a list of people they wanted to meet. Oh, okay, let's go find that person. Okay, you know.
0: Yeah, I was, uh, I was hanging out with a lot of people. I I, I really like to hang out with, um, and if you have never been to this site, it's uh, oh, Eve Travel. Uh God, I, I messed that up. It's Eve Travel, I believe. And it's Mark 726, and he's been around a long time. And he's really uh, a guy that looks at the lore. He writes the lore primer, but he also goes all over Eve online and writes up the landmarks that you can go and visit and created a website that you could visit and you can literally he has hundreds of entries and he tells you all about the landmark and its history and the lore and stuff like that. So he and I spent a lot of time together. Uh ended up talking with uh gobbins i finally found him he and i drove up together with dunk dinkle so there's the three of us in a car fascinating car ride uh best ever um and then uh i finally found him i hadn't seen him the whole time and then at the party we actually bumped into each other which was cool and then who has it then Conman came up and was talking with uh gobbins and that con man is like an ncfc he is nuts he's hilarious uh, which is pretty cool and then a lot of nice people would come up and present themselves because the talking and stations crew have their faces. So when, when we online, so when we go to these parties, people recognize our faces and want to say hi, uh, which is all very cool. I met some very nice people. People have been playing a long time. People who just started. Um, but then I was hanging out with, um, the, the fraternity guys, uh, wind spirits and Naros, Naros. And uh, I like them both immensely. We'll get wind spirits back on here soon. And, uh, they were so funny. They're like, "Show me Pro God." <laughs> so I was like, "All right, I'll take you to Pro God." So I was chasing Pro God, uh, looking for him, and I don't know. They were all over the place, and I saw a creature who's uh, from Test as well. But he's a giant, right? He's like six five, and he's, he looks like a professional wrestler. He's huge, uh, so he's easy to spot. So I say, "Hey, where's Pro God?" And he goes, "I don't know. I'm looking for him too." So then I put them together, and they found him. But there was
1: a I, lot of i that. got to meet wind spirits and norris too i they were a lot more approachable than I expected.
0: yeah they're nice guys i love the way yeah. they talk and everything it's uh, they have a style of talking or at least uh, wind spirits does this i really really appreciate and norris was like super cool i really liked him uh that was a pleasure meeting him but then there's you know I'm talking to them, and we're just talking about stuff. And up comes headliner, and then up comes ELO night. And you know, at that point, I was like, "I'm going to step away because I know you guys can't talk if I'm here." So I I went away. And there, yeah, if you can show that picture, McLeod, show it. That's um, yeah, that's uh, me and creature Verpio from Test. So that's at the conference, not the party, but. Yeah, really, really nice guy. Uh, unfortunately, he ran for CSM, and he just totally got tripped up by something he said a long time ago, which is really sad because he's a, he's a great guy, really nice. Uh, but anyway, yeah, wind spirits. So when uh, all these other guys come up and start talking, and I don't know if they're making doing plans or they just really want to meet each other because they're fans of each other. Uh, but I stepped away anyway and let them talk. Well, no. hang on. You're,
2: yeah. you're burying the lead here because you come home from Vegas Matterall and you say, okay, I've been in Vegas, but I've also been around this game for a long time, and I've seen certain entities having conversations with certain other leaders, and you call your shot. You say point blank, listen, I'm not leaking anything because I only know this by watching people. And you called three, three things, if I recall correctly, to happen. Yeah. So you want to have a chat about that? Or are you worried about hanging yourself on air? Make yourself on the spot, bro. <laughs>
0: Do it. Sweat. Oh, let me wipe this flop sweat on my head. Artemis, always trying to corner me. The, and it's true that uh, what I did was step away because if I step away, I'm not overhearing what they're saying. So I'm not violating their trust so then by stepping away i can only describe these people came into contact i don't know what they said because i wasn't there to overhear it uh nothing good yeah and that's what i described saying look these people are talking intimately uh i'm making the connections and saying that horde's going to get jumped right like the goons are coming after him uh nc might fight them uh gotg's certainly going to fight them and test is coming after them. And that was all pretty apparent in all the happiness that was going on in these little groups. So when, when, uh, and pro God is like, where's Matani? And, and, uh, uh, I think Matani was, was at the party, but he was, he was not really being social about Eve. He was talking about other stuff. But after that, um, Sunday night actually is when pro God and Matani actually, uh, bumped into each other and it was, and I wasn't there, I wasn't a part of it, but it was a, I was watching them and there was a hug, uh, and a lot of back slapping and that kind of stuff. Uh, so, you know, a lot of this is just players wanting to meet other players. Um, they play this game for years and, and they try to compete with each other. So meeting each other is, is cathartic, you know, to some degree. Um, but that's a different posture when you're just saying hi and I appreciate you and all this other stuff. And when you of <laughs> dragging is hugging everybody, kind of like it looks like he's kind of wherever something was going on, he was kind of there. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's working deals and stuff, because if you remember last year, he was doing the same thing. And right after Vegas or during Vegas, uh, GOTG attacked uh, the Drone Region Federation. Uh, so I'm sure there was some stuff going on in that sense. And this looked a lot like that. So I was saying to everybody, look around. There's things happening here. This, this is a, a nexus point for a lot of planning that goes on that is actually executed in the coming months uh, and will peak probably in January. I stand by everything I said. I think the news that NC is not going to um, stay allied with GOTG. Uh, I don't know where that comes from unless uh, NC was just not getting any, uh, was not interested in in attacking Horde, which is possible. Or if they didn't like the idea that um, it was being said that they were going to be allied with Goonswarm, which would be terrible for them. Like, I don't know what actually happened. So that uh, website, by the way, that I talked about, Mark726, uh, the guy that writes about landmarks, that is evetravel.wordpress.com. And we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, check it out. Great website. Great guy.
2: So Commander A's, did yeah. you participate in any political machinations while at E Vegas? Or can you describe <laughs> for the audience what a, what a normal, well, apart from literally saving Eve Vegas, what a normal
3: experience? Uh, so this was my first Ve- our first Eve Vegas, first Eve meet altogether. So in all honesty, it took me a solid day to really start understanding and comprehending what was actually happening. Like, I've been to conventions and stuff like that. I've been to Gen Con a few times, but it's completely different, because, you know, at those larger conventions, it's all these different games. You might find somebody here and there that plays the same thing, but at one of these events everyone plays E and everyone potentially knows who you are. You know, like there's one guy who uh, openly told me he's voted for me for five years in a row, which I thought was hysterical because that is a very, very tiny number of people. And to run into one of them, that's one of them. That's She's not like, in my court yet.
0: Stop hexing me, man.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, it's really, it's, it's really a great, experience overall uh i can say from a political side yes i did use the opportunity to uh start uh, start some discussions about uh vote trading and uh, uh building the uh upcoming campaign but we're still very very far out from that despite some people already posting their threads to the forums oh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm glad that was, uh, I didn't know that was your first uh, Eve Vegas, so it was it was cool to see you there. For some reason, I thought you'd gone to other
3: ones. Or- I did try and make it last year, but uh I had some hurricanes get in the way. Yeah.
0: Oh, I want to say uh, hi to uh, Chocolate Rain, who was there, and uh, she's very lovely in real life, and uh, she's very what's weird very social with people and stuff so she was running around uh saying hello to people she's very popular there too um and dirk mcgurk was he was a crazy raging uh partier there and just like most people really and you know i didn't hang out with much was you carneros what happened i was there i had i was all over the place having a blast yeah we're showing some highlights now um You know, it's a fun time. I actually spent a lot of time with Brisk, which was good uh, because I got to know him a little bit better. Uh, And I spent a lot of time with my friend Noisy Gamer, who I appreciate uh, very much. Uh,
1: We did have a Talking and Stations supporters lunch at one point. Tell them about that,
0: Matt. Well, it was uh, put together by January, a Valentine for us, and it was a lunch. Uh, It happened after my talk, so I figured, like, you know, they could ask me questions kind of thing. It was, like, way overthought, but it was well planned. And so we ended up um we're going to go to Margaritaville but it turns out that the uh, Buffett guy was in town so we didn't know if that was going to be a big deal. <laughs> this is hilarious. My son just passed me a note. I think he's saying like when are you going to be done so I can play Fortnite. Oh. <laughs> yes. That's real life
1: folks right there. In a in a <laughs> Excuse snapshot. Me.
0: Excuse me, this just in. Uh yeah. So it, anyway, it was a it was um it was a great lunch that we had with supporters. And I think there was a, f- a few of us that worked on the program Carneros and myself and Skeptic. And actually, to tell us as a new guy, he was there too. But we actually had some, uh, uh, this was only for Patreons of a certain level. And so it was really nice to like sit with them and, and to meet them. And they were super interesting and super nice. Uh, that was a real pleasure. It was kind of a nice break from everything too, right? It's like a, it was quiet. Finally, you could hear yourself think, and it was great. I really enjoyed that. Oh, and Commander Ace was there with us.
3: Yeah, it was a good time. I enjoyed it.
0: So, you know, we'll do we'll do more of that. I don't know. E Vegas uh, was a lot of fun this year. Uh, focusing on the actual conference made a difference. I think it, it was. It felt a little more uh, like a conference than just a giant three day party, which was good. All right, um, I got to yield to my let's play fortnite what are you guys gonna do <laughs> you just want to stay here and keep going
3: <laughs>
0: uh, i guess that's it i we, we're all out of news and i did want to make some announcements but i can make them uh, a different uh but right now i just like to thank all the supporters for talking in stations uh you guys make things happen for us and we're happy to be here doing the show uh, we're going to try to actually ramp up more material uh, we did do a mid midweek show uh with uh, i choose you which has turned out to be a a really good success so we'll probably do more though Uh, and then we'll um, talk about future plans later on but um, i think that's pretty much all we got for this week we'll see you next week on talking in stations